One, two, three. Sore losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I'm running the show. Why? Because I know the most about sports, so I give you sports facts, sports opinions, and sports knowledge because I'm pretty much a sports genius. I'm Eddie, and I know the least about sports, and I'm proud of it. I don't really care to act like I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I'm very passionate about sports because I like watching it. And I'm Ray, and I offered you guys a deal. I said, if you want to find your betting ticket of the Arkansas State game that I lost you when I made it my lock of the day, and not one person tweeted, sore loser show, and with the betting ticket. So I didn't owe $1, which tells me you guys aren't betting along with my locks. So we'll see if I do a lock today. I haven't really checked it. No, there was none. There was I nothing? Looked. Yeah, I looked. And we like to start the uh, show off with a little game, and we call this game. This is another what? round of Would You Rather? All right. Would you rather have no one show up to your wedding or no one show up to your funeral? Uh, that's easy. My funeral. I don't care. I'm not even here anymore. Like, I don't care if one person shows up, no people, or five million. Who cares? I'm dead. I'm going to have to say uh, the wedding I'm totally cool with nobody showing up to. It's the funeral. You want people to show up that you had a good life. But back to the wedding thing, I just went to a wedding recently, and, man, there's so many awkward moments. Avoid the inviting people. Maybe just do a destination wedding and invite five family members and call it a day. What's awkward? What kind of moments? Just, dude, people you haven't seen in a while. The Oh, they're so cute. He was my best friend. Like the best man speech, they're all crying. Then the girls get up there and say, well, maybe your wedding will last longer than mine. Those are, oh, wow, that happened? Oh, coach, oh. coach they were coming hard. No, very, weddings can be very awkward. Very, very awkward. awkward. And it's it's hard to, who do you invite? Who do you not invite? Who do you leave off the list? Because you can only have a certain amount of people, and people get offended when you don't invite them. Like my wedding was three years ago, and I said no kids. Well, my cousin flew in to Austin from Arizona, and she brought her kid. Okay. And I'm like, well, fine. So she came to the wedding at the church, but then she didn't come to the reception. And I see her parents. I'm like, well, where, you know, where is she at? And they're like, you said no kids, so she stayed back at the hotel. If you flew all the way there, just come to the wedding. You did say no right, kids. But she flew there with a kid. So, well, But that's not that's none of your business if she flew into town with her kids and your deal was the wedding. I felt bad that once you you're should. there. But she came to the actual wedding with the kid. You should because I don't understand the no kids thing. What what and just I'm just asking, like what uh what were you guys thinking? Like why would did you guys decide no kids? What did you think the kids would do? Because they cost more money. It costs more money to have them on the oh, list. For food and stuff? Yeah. And you don't want a bunch of kids running around and, you know, crying and things like that. It just makes it easier for everybody. So all the above, food, you don't want them disrupting what's happening, running on the dance floor, crying. Right. Also, it gives the parents that have kids a night out if they can come. Love it. Dude, that's a novel idea. I don't know if I've ever heard of somebody doing that before. Did you see it or did you just come up with it? No, my wife was just like, I think we should do no kids. I was like, okay, no kids. And the hard part was... My brother has two stepkids that are older, and we had to tell them, no, they can't come because they're kids. Dang. That's hardcore. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's hardcore. Like, how special was your wedding day? Like, will you remember that for the rest of your life? Like, Of course. Okay, was was it that big of a deal, though? What do you mean? Was it that big of a deal for you to just say no kids? Like, 
Like, it's just a day, right? It's just a day you guys get married and you start your life together, but it's just no, a day. No, then why do you make a big deal of it? Why do you celebrate the anniversary of it? Of course it's a huge day. Your argument is very flawed, and everybody celebrates it. It's a huge day. You make a big deal out of it because it is a... You're joining two lives. Two families, dude. This is how Romeo and Juliet, the... Um Kanye uh, and Kim, uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, Jay Z and Beyonce. Like wow. it's the joining of two huge families. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Who are they? I know who Dwayne Wade is. Who's Gabrielle Union? Oh my goodness! You never look her up. Is she's she cool. She's an actress. Woo yeah. But yes, yes, it's a big deal. But anyway, that's fine. You know, I, I just wanted to know. I say I'd rather have no people at my wedding than at my funeral. Boom. Because at your funeral, you want people to miss you. Yes. Yeah, if no one shows Who up. gives you, a crap? You're dead. Dude, if, if I know if, if you're dead, but seriously, at the end of the day, if you have people at your fu- funeral whispering, man, he was kind of a dick. Like, that's not what I want. Right. I or, want to be. I want to, people to be at my funeral saying how amazing I was. You want people in the crowd crying, be like, I can't believe Lunchbox is gone. And Guys, such I want to be in dude. heaven looking down and there will just be people bawling and I'm just like, all right. Yeah. My time on earth I, was good. I made a mark. I made a mark. Because if you're up there and no one shows up, you're going to be like, what did I do wrong? I wasted my time on earth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 See, I don't even take earth that serious. Like, okay. Dude, here you, we are, go you now. are way too deep for this podcast. I mean, I'm telling you, earth What do you like, mean you don't take earth too serious? Because there's This more, is the dumbest statement you've ever there said. There is more to this. Like... Like, if you believe in God or anything else, there's life beyond this. Guys, Earth right now, this is just a blip of who we are. Dude, and if I heard you on this podcast, I would think that you're just living this extravagant life. Yeah. You go on crazy vacations. You you totally get like, <laughs> dude, if you guys see Eddie in person, he used to drive a crappy red car that barely ran. He lives in suburbia in normal middleman America. Yeah. And he has a normal nine to five job and he has two kids and a wife. You live the normal, typical life, everyday thing that people do. Yeah. But you act like you're some big, deep thinker. Yeah, you're some deep thinker. <laughs> By living, saying hey, that? Guys, a, hey, guys, no, this no, no. is bigger than <laughs> this Living a freestyle life, like, oh, man, dude, it's just cool, man. But you guys, it's funny. Like, I don't need a job because this is just a blip, dude, man. you would think Eddie's wearing, like, a tank top right now? He's wearing a polo shirt. <laughs> it's funny because you, you guys, you guys are so scared of death. Like, you worry about turbulence on an airplane. Like, you freak out. Like, Dude, oh, I'm man. terrified to death. Yeah, that's I have nothing. so much more to do. You what know- do you mean? Everybody freaks out when turbulence on an airplane. If you weren't scared of death, you wouldn't wear a seatbelt. Do you wear a seatbelt? They make you no, wear no, a seatbelt. No, they, they, they can give you a ticket, no. but they can't make you wear it. Do oh, you wear a seatbelt? Because they make me. I no, mean, no, they don't. They can't make you. They can give you a ticket for I not doing it. I don't want a ticket. I have to support a family. I'm well, not no, throw 150 come on. Bucks. Who cares? It's just money. We're living a blip on earth. Like I'm living the free lifestyle. Like, yeah, come on. You're trying to act like you're not scared <laughs> of death and you don't freak out. I'm and- not scared of death at all. So when, when a plane almost goes down or you almost get in a car wreck, your heart doesn't race. You're not like, oh my gosh, that was so scary. You're just like, that was so cool. Oh, I think adrenaline kicks in, but me, like, I'm not worried about it. Like, really, if my plane ever goes down, I'm like, oh, well, that's how I went. What am I going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. Freak out about it? No way. Yes, when we were in that flight of turbulence, you were scared. Who said? You know what I was pissed at? My beer went. stop, stop. My beer went Now you're going to try to act so cool. The backstory is we were all on the same flight, heading to Austin, Texas, and there was crazy turbulence to the point that we were dropping, um, what was it, thousands of feet, I would say we dropped a thousand feet. And for Eddie to act like he was just cool customer and was not scared at all, like didn't have the bug eyes. 
you're lying to yourself and you're lying to America right now. We were all like, oh my God. And if you oh really want to realize how much life means to you, get in crazy turbulence. Because in that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much more to do in life. Like, this is not how I want to go out. And we were all panicking because we all have great lives that we don't want to stop living. Exactly. We all panicked on that flight. All panicked. Would you say Eddie was a little scared? I think everybody was everybody in the moment, was dude. Scared. And Homeboy's acting like he's just chilling, saying, there's more than just Earth Yeah, he was just life. like, guys, just bring me another beer. <laughs> I love this world. You guys lack faith. I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> I guy wish so Lunchbox fun. could find the picture, because one of the flight attendants gave us a picture of what it looked like in the back of the plane. Yeah, all I may the, have that on my dude, phone. Dude, all the I'll drinks getting crushed on the ground. It was an amazing footage, like not amazing to experience, but the picture depicts it perfectly that of what we went thing. through. That was the thing we asked the dude, can we get more drinks? Because ours flew like five rows down the plane. He said, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, because we needed a drink to calm our nerves. That's what we needed. And we were thinking about, man, what if we went to heaven? You know who's in heaven right now? Tex Winter. You guys have no idea who Tex Winter is. No. I saw it on ESPN.com and I didn't know. 96 years old. One of the most important basketball coaches in the history of basketball. Invented the triangle offense that was used to win championships with the Bulls and Lakers. He was an assistant coach and he was with Phil Jackson. Won 11 rings. Invented the triangle offense. And Kobe Bryant sits, uh, put a tweet out saying, listen... That dude, I sat with him my entire first year. He taught me how to study film, to study my opponents, how to the fundamentals of basketball. He was a, uh, what do you call it? A savant. Savant. Yes, he was keyed in on the fundamentals and he taught you everything. Michael Jordan says he wouldn't. He owes a lot to Tex Winter, so a lot of people won't say anything like, "Oh, you know, just a big deal." He's an assistant coach, but he was huge. The triangle offense was used. In 11 championships. That's amazing. What's the triangle offense? Mad respect to that man, but the Golden State Warriors ain't running the triangle offense, boys. Actually, they do run it sometimes. They don't run it all the time, but they do. They they, they throw it. Steve Kerr says they do run it sometimes. What's the triangle there's a, offense? There's a new kind of offense being run called a run and gun. Run and gun. <laughs> oh, hey, I've heard of that drain one. Drain those hey, three. Splashtown. <laughs> I've heard of that one. And the pick and roll, I've heard of that one. Yeah, so here, here's Kobe's exact tweet. My mentor, I sat with Tex and watched every minute of every game during our first season together. He taught me how to study every detail. He was a b-ball genius in every sense of the word. I'll miss him deeply. Thank you, Tex. I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Rest Guys, in peace. help me out. I want to see the triangle offense. What is it? It, it's dealing with the center, right? Yeah, it's it's three people post up. I mean, everybody, you you go to one side of the floor. You'll have to. I cannot. We're not going to go into X's. And Who's up. at the front? Of the triangle. It's just like a love triangle, but imagine that on the basketball court. Yes. There's three people. Oh. Just okay. go. I mean, I, I can't break like a threesome. it. threesome. Yeah. Well, I guess. So, yes. That is. He, he was so influential in basketball that. Influential in basketball? He needed to be recognized on our show because he changed basketball. How come no one talks about him while he's like living? Assistant coaches don't get a lot of love? Not dude, really. Dude, at the end of the day, you... You don't realize all these people that help bring you up until it comes to that point in time. Right. Well, I think the players do. It's just us common people. When you're watching the game, you don't realize how important the assistant coaches are. Oh, yeah. Like when when I worked for the San Antonio Spurs, there was assistant coaches that were... You were there with the woman coach? No, No. I was not there when Becky Hammond was there. I was there before her, but... What did you say when you work with the, with the Spurs? What yes, did you do? Uh, I was in charge of those games during the timeouts. You know, they go out and they, <laughs> they do the... 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, because everyone was thinking like he you know, made oh, it sound like oh, he was cool. on the staff. He was one of the X's he's, and O's guys. He's probably the medical dude. Like he's probably the trainer. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was there before the games. <laughs> he loads up the t-shirts into the rocket. Everybody, launcher. get your t-shirt cannons ready. Let's go, Spurs helpers. Here we go. Brought to you by Whataburger. It's the three-point shooting competition. T-shirt toss. <laughs> no, we didn't do. It. I didn't. I wasn't in charge of the t-shirts. I was game crew, and like they had this thing where you dodge drop in the bucket, where they lined up five buckets, and the first bucket you get Whataburger for a year. I told you the second. I love that Whataburger game. I know. What, what are they doing? Trying to make something basketball? Yeah, basketball okay. in the and buckets. The, the fifth one is you get to come back and shoot a half court shot for a new car. How far is the shot that they're trying to make? Ah, uh, it's like a free throw or farther. No, no, no it's no, no. like ten feet, five, twelve feet, thirteen. I mean, fifteen right. feet. It's just yeah. that's doable. Yeah, think, it's think very about doable. like garbage cans. That's yeah, what they're they big garbage cans and they're miniature sized basketballs. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. It's no, a it's lot not harder than easy. you think. It's hey, a lot harder than you think. Hold on, lunchbox. You invented that game? No. Okay, because I'm gonna say they still do it. I was in charge of putting those out there and making sure everything ran like I during I picked, the game. Yeah, during timeouts, time dude, half that's time, kind of some stuff. pressure yes. right there. I yes, because let me tell you, when they shoot them, the balls go bouncing. Sometimes they go bouncing yeah. into the benches. Yeah. It's very because they're in the middle dude, of a the timeout. The ball hits Robert Ory in the nuts. Yeah, exactly. He's like, get this out of here. But what I'm saying it's in is, lunchbox's fault. Before the games, I was there, and the assistant coaches are the ones out there going, running drills with players, teaching them how to shoot. Repetition, repetition, go around the screen, come off the screen, practice dribbling. It's not the head coaches out there. It's not the head coaches. So, people from the outside, you don't realize how important assistant coaches are, but they really do a lot. And that's why Tex Winter in basketball circles, he got a lot of credit. But normal, you don't give him credit until he dies. Rest in peace, my man. And you know what the cool thing is about Tex all the winner. assistant coaches? They're actually the cool coaches. I remember this from when I growing up playing sports and stuff. Um, the head coach is kind of a dick. The assistant coaches are the ones that are like, hey, man, listen, I don't totally agree with the head coach, but just keep doing your thing. Keep positive thinking. Like, the assistant coach can kind of go against the head coach a little bit. Sometimes so they play co- the good cop, cop bad cop that's, so that's role what I'm saying. So where he, they, they, the, the head coach is harping on everything, like, you're terrible, you stink. And then the, the assistant coach goes, hey, don't worry about it. He's just trying to make you better. You're really good. You're doing great. Yeah. Things See, like that. That's what Dude, we do at my house. Who's the assistant coach? Who's the coach? I'm the coach. My wife's the assistant uh, coach. Probably different. No, no, no! I come in and, and scare the kids, and then my and then my wife goes like, "Hey, it's okay. You know, he's just trying. He loves you. He's just trying to teach you that this is whatever." But you're the head coach. But yeah, I'll just be like, "Don't do that." Rah, 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 rah. So yeah, I'm the head coach. My wife's the assistant coach. Oh, so she takes orders from you? No, I didn't say that. No, no, that's what the assistant coach does. They take orders from the head coach. I mean, I guess. That's good. And good to know. I, mean, I do make more money than she does. That's what we're talking about. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> is that what you wanted me to say? Who does the dishes? I do the dishes. Who does the laundry? She does the laundry. Man, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so stupid. No, you're, you're a good dad, though, that you split up those chores. Because I'll tell you right now, growing up, I didn't ever see my dad do one household chore. My dad didn't do anything either. He, outside, Nothing. dude, outside he dominated No, it. my dad didn't even do the outside. Uh, dude, outside, my dad built fences, gr- this, that, and the other shelves, everything. But inside... That was my mom's territory. That's yeah, crazy. I don't know. That That's w- impressive that Eddie stacks the dishes as a dad. I'm not saying as a guy. I'm saying as a dad because my dad never did. That's fairly <sighs> new. I started doing it like two years ago when my wife was just like, hey. You I'm know. telling you, that's good for your kids to see you do that. dude." I, I don't know if we ever had dishes because my parents didn't ever cook. <laughs> it was always to-go stuff. Oh, man. We oh, ate, dude, that is awesome. We ate Taco Bell, McDonald's, hey. Mr. Ah, Jaddy's. Ah, I mean, expensive, and, dude. Every, ballpark. We were at the baseball field or sporting event every night of the week. 
Like the last time we had sit down dinners, I was probably in fourth grade at the table. So Everything what about I, now when you go home? Still, you guys you go out to eat or order uh, food? My mom will say, oh, I'll cook for you. And like by cook for me, she means she'll make French toast. Okay, okay. That's Something cool. like that. Like there's nothing. My mom, my mom does not know how to cook anything fancy. My dad will grill some chicken on the nice. on the he'll throw it on the grill, boom. That's what he does a lot now, is he'll for my mom and him. He'll grill chicken on Sunday, and he'll grill enough that they can have it every night of the week. Hey, your parent, you, <laughs> hey, your favorite meal that either your mom or your dad cooks. Like when you go home, you're like, "Mom, I miss your cooking. Like, I want this mm, French toast." <laughs> I mean, that's good. Uh, I mean, that's really. And my dad cooked bird's nest every once in a while when okay, we were kids. What is that? I saw you post a picture. That's of that. uh, where you take a piece of toast, okay, or a piece of bread, and you cut the middle out, like a hole in the middle, and you. Put it on the stove and you kind of it kind of fries or grills whatever you want to call it on both sides and you stick the egg in toast the middle it, you toast, toast it, it yeah. whatever yeah and you cook the egg a little bit and then you have a sunny side up egg inside the toast you could really just put a piece of toast in the toaster and nah, do the, uh, I love but it's that. so fun to put the egg in the middle your dad loves doing that yeah and the little ones that's the best part is the little part you cut out once it's the you're done you wipe up all the yolk that you didn't get to eat with the and little put it one on the little one oh, yeah that's so, so cute bird's nest what about you raymundo the food that i want yeah from your I mom always, yeah tacos your mom makes good tacos yeah like what kind like a like a crunchy shell or both ooh yeah that's not bad dude she'll dominate tacos ribs she's great with barbecue type stuff yeah my mom does a mean fried chicken Really, like she does. She she does the fried chicken like on the skillet. She doesn't deep fry it or anything. It's just there's oil sitting in the skillet, and then she'll batter it up, and then put it right on the oil on one side, then flip it. Oh, it's delicious, dude! I would want to curl up and fall asleep after that. So yeah. so so good. Like my dad ordered pizza at least twice a week when we were kids. So for about eight years, I didn't eat pizza in college. You're I know sick of it. Yes, in college, I know college pizza is the thing. I would not eat pizza in college because I was so sick of pizza. Oh, that dude. sucks, man. You are un-American. I love pizza well, no, his so dad much. Ruined no, no, it for I know. I, it I can't sense. help it that my dad ordered it twice a week when that we were kids. That does make sense. Oh, it was, and so when I moved away to college, I was like, I don't ever want to see a pizza again. Dude, I wonder if I'm doing that now because we get pizza every Friday. Once a week is fine of any food. But the thing with the pizza is that we don't finish it on Friday, so it, Saturday we're having pizza for lunch. What about burgers? You ever grill burgers oh, for yeah. your kids? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So Eddie good. grills a lot. I, grill- yeah, I, I just didn't know if you ever grilled burgers for them. Do they like burgers? They do like burgers. One of my kids doesn't like the bun, so he'll just do the patty. He just does the patty. Yeah. Well, I got to say, tomorrow night I am cheering for the Brewers to win. Like, I don't care. Like I, I picked them to go to the World Series, but I need them to win Game okay, One. Okay, well that's why he's p- choosing it then. They're your pick to go to the World Series. That's why you're rooting for it. No, no, you got money on this, right? No, no. I want them to win tomorrow night, Game One of the NLCS. What's the catch? Everybody can go to George Webb's on Third Street in Milwaukee, twenty-four hour diner. If they win tomorrow and they get a free burger, let's go! Wow, their original. Original marketing campaign back way back said if the Brewers win twelve games in a row, you get a free burger. On that the day? last time, the last time they did this was in that they won twelve in a row was nineteen eighty seven. In that day, they gave away a hundred and seventy thousand burgers. Dude, they're going under, but so they'll go for a twelve game winning streak now or whatever. This will be their twelfth win in yeah, a row. Because they That's what the I'm Rockies. saying. See, you guys thought I had money on it. You thought I had an ulterior I motive. I knew there was something. Yes, you but just want a burger. I want everybody to be able to go to George Webb's on Third Street 
It's open 24 hours and get the burger. I Coach. think we got a dude. He hits us up on Twitter, I believe, that in lives Milwaukee? in Milwaukee. Bro, if you if the Brewers do win, get us that burger. Take the picture. Uh, just, you know, as a, as a celebration for the Sore Loser Show, at Sore Loser Show. That'd be cool. What, let us celebrate with you, bro. Hey, Coach, um, is it just one day that you can get the burger, or is it... How no, no, work? no, Eddie, you can take your whole family. You can do it for a whole week. Of course, it's one day, probably in a time frame of three hours. Like, the business isn't going to go... I, you know, the last time they did it, how many burgers did they 170,000 burgers. You can't sell 170,000 burgers in three hours. It's not possible. So... It's got to be maybe 24 hours or the whole day. On April 19th, 1987. But they, let, let me tell you something. If it's only open from, you know, whatever, noon to not, 10 it's o'clock. It's open 24 night, hours. Yeah, but how long is the deal? When can you read? 24 hours, one day. Okay, so 24 hours. You got to think. A lot of people are going to go and be like, oh, dude, the wait is two hours long to get my free burger. Screw yeah. this. I'm not doing it. So I bet they're banking on a lot of people saying it's not worth it. Look how many people are there. You know how much a line turns people away? Oh, all the time. All the time. All the time. That's why I would almost, if I was a business that always has lines, I would pay one of the employees to stand at the very, towards the end of the line and just be like, it's moving fast, guys. Yeah, come on. Just You know what I'm saying? People go get in a line and they're like, this sucks. Dude, me and my girlfriend do it all the time at Starbucks. We walk right up to the line. This line sucks. We turn around. If there was an employee there, you know, keeping the customers there, hey, guys, the line's moving really, really fast. Just stand right here. You're good. You're going to get so many more customers. People are afraid of lines. Great point. They're not going to lose that much money because it – one hundred seventy thousand burgers That's, is a lot of was, money. That was nineteen eighty seven. Did something different, right? Yeah. That was nineteen. Yeah, in nineteen eighty seven, there weren't millennials, there weren't cell phones, and there wasn't there wasn't social media where everybody's going to know about it. I mean, this was just no, back then when Milwaukee was a lot smaller. I know, but now that, it's huge. That's besides the point. What I'm saying is, is they're going to show up, is especially now social media. Everyone's going to know, but they're going to show up and be like, I'm not waiting three hours no. for my stupid free burger. Have you seen lines when stuff is free? Like Ben and Jerry's <laughs> does it. You stand in line. I stand in line you do all it. the time. Yeah. for this free stuff. If anybody would know, he Lunch would know. Box. And people, like Ben and Jerry's does one free scoop uh, on some certain day, a national ice cream day or something. You'd wait two hours And the line is down the block. People do not, like uh, Burger Shack or something, Shake Shack. Is that Shake what? Shack. They Delicious. opened one here in town, and I drove by there on opening day because it was free burgers. It was around the building and down the block. I mean, it was at least an hour and a half wait, and people were just standing there Speaking all for a free burger, which... The waste of time, maybe it's the point of being able to say, I did it. Like, okay, yeah, I waited for three hours. I got the burger. But in that three hours, you could go and get a burger at every burger restaurant in town and still be back in line in time. But I want the Brewers to win just so we can see how many burgers they have to give away. It's going to be less than they did back in the 80s. Well, they're definitely going against Kershaw, right? Yeah, Kershaw's pitching. They're screwed. No. That dude's unhittable. You if the guys said that October. Kershaw's no good. Oh my gosh! No, last he's good again now. Coach, well, coach he had a good game last okay, time. Okay, yeah, you gotta yeah, follow sports. So sometimes a team like, oh, Brady's not that great. Now, now Brady's amazing. Like no. the Patriots are amazing. So teams change week to week, day to day. What I'm saying about Kershaw, dude, he's freaking good. All of a sudden, he's Kid, gonna mow people down. Teams change day by day, but you guys show up here and say that you know, oh, Kershaw, he's never good in the postseason. That's what we said at the beginning of the postseason, like last week. Coach, said now that. he's good though. He had one good game. Yeah. Dude, he looked amazing, though. I think I'm just going to sit back and listen to you guys talk, because like, I just can't get into it. I can't get into one day you guys say something, and then the next day it's like, all right, I was wrong. Then say this. And it's every time it's like, I know this about this, but then you're always wrong about it. I'll get used to it, I guess. But this whole sports thing's new to me, where you guys make predictions, and then you're wrong, and then you're just like, I was wrong. 
but you, then this I'm strong about this, and then you're wrong about that. And do you have neighbors? Yeah, because I have neighbors. And what do I do with neighbors? We stand out front of our where we stay, we live, we apartment, and we make predictions, and we try to be right. That's exactly what this show is. You and your neighbors make predictions? Oh, yeah. We're always like, ah, Titans are going to win this Sunday. Oh, yeah, they're going to win this Sunday. Think you're going to win by three? No, I bet they'll win by seven. That's exactly what this sports show is. It's us making predictions, trying to be bold, <laughs> and you don't like that? Yeah, I don't dude, understand what if, you don't like about what we If you don't like that, then go, you know what? Dude, go to your local gym, go to your local mall, and do something else. What am I going to do at the local gym? Uh, whatever whatever you, want. you can be the guy that checks us in at the front desk. I don't understand what you don't like. We talk about things that happen in sports. Sometimes they go out and prove you wrong. There are things that happen. Kershaw is eight and seven career in the playoffs with a four point oh eight ERA. So that's that is why not, we said that's not very good. He's not Ker- that good. Clayton you Kershaw just said though because he's his last good. game he was good. The last game he pitched eight innings of two hit ball, no runs. So now can we stop saying that Kershaw's not good at the in the postseason? That now it's changing. <laughs> Coach, you can you change. see you see it's just exhausting. But but, but what it is? It's so fake. what would you like us to say? Well, uh, how would you like to say it? Yeah, this is what I think, and I really believe I want this to happen kind of thing, more than like, no, 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 he's never good. Listen, he's thrown 247 okay. strikes, I, and so, so there's no way that he's going to beat the, the Brewers. I will like, do a better job of using the words never and always. I mean, there's a lot of because never you, and always. But you okay. always say that, too. You always say, this team's great. After one game, yeah. so are they? And you told me not to, but I'm new at this. But that's what I'm so saying. So now that, I'm not this saying is the people world, are great. The world is you see things and you have to say, okay, he struggled. Eight and seven is not Clayton Kershaw. Like that's so he's not been very good in the playoffs. He has a four point oh eight ERA, an earn run average of four. That's terrible for Clayton Kershaw. That's what we're saying. Like he hadn't been good. Like you expect him to be lights out. And that's kind of why gambling's tough too, because you never like. But well, anything can happen with in gambling. gambling. With gambling, you don't just look at a line. You don't just say, oh, the Patriots are minus 10. Oh, the Patriots will for sure cover that. No, you think, huh, what if the Patriots were going to do opposite of what the rest of the world thinks? And what if the visiting team ends up doing better than that minus 10? So you try to reverse think against Vegas. So you're like, usually with betting, if you do everything that the world does, you're going to lose your bet. So you try to do a different angle, like the Lions-Patriots game. That was so obvious. Everybody and their brother thought the Patriots were going to win that game. Steamroll it. If you would have been an opposite thinker, you would have rolled with the Lions and you would have won so much money. But then so sometimes... Think opposite. Sometimes what everyone's thinking happens. Rarely. I'm, te- mm. with, with, I'm telling you, it, sometimes with gambling, do what, you're, do what you're going for. You know, Go with the money pick. But sometimes just opposite think it. And you'll win money. You'll be more relaxed. You'll look like a genius. So sometimes you have to opposite think it. Here's the thing. If if the public, if mostly they're saying the, the public is on a team, then you want to be on the opposite. Because Vegas wants you, the public, to bet on that team. That's what they're like. Oh, if 80% of the people are betting on the Cowboys, the 20% are probably the smart. I mean, it doesn't work out every doesn't single time. It doesn't work out every single but time. Yeah, point. But so we're talking about Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Like, let's just compare in the regular season career, 153 wins and 69 losses. That's almost 100 games difference. That's why 8-7 and seven in the playoffs is bad. In the playoffs, his ER is 4.08. In the regular season, 2.39 for a career. So that's what we're saying. Like He hasn't been that good in the playoffs. Like He struggled, which people don't understand it. He's one of the best pitchers of his generation. But isn't the average a little harsher on the playoffs because there are less games? 
Well, there's less games, yes, but so if you average out, you know, all the season games, which is probably a total of what thousands of games. He's yeah, he's thrown 316 games. So he's that started. average is going to be lower if he pitches well. That's what I'm saying. He's giving up a lot of runs in the playoffs. I hear what you're saying, though. Big Poppy one year had a great postseason. That's why he was able to hit like 600, because it's less games. Less games. You can never hit 600 during the regular season. Less games, higher average. More games, lesser average. It's like the curve in, in testing in school. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but for some, you would expect him to dominate like he does in the regular season in the postseason. He hasn't. He'll start game one tomorrow. Let's go, Brewers. Let's get the for free the burgers. burgers. For Mi- the burgers. And I've heard Milwaukee Stadium, I believe it's called Miller Park. That might have been the old one. Yeah. Dude, I heard it is rocking for these games. Like I'm talking people tailgate all day for him. So it is going to be a crazy Dude, crowd. people are going to be drinking all day. And you know who's going to be in that crowd drinking? Uh, LeBron and his two kids. What? Yeah, LeBron. Oh, Le- in L.A.? No, in Milwaukee, maybe. Oh. I don't know if they really are. But LeBron came out yesterday, and I don't know if he's joking. Maybe he's joking, and I just don't get it. But he said that he lets his 14-year-old and 11-year-old drink wine. Okay, let me hear it. Uh, I got very mature 14 and 11-year-olds. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. My 14- 11-year-olds drink wine. Really? Yeah, that's how mature they are. Wow. That's they'll be driving next week, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. So that's a joke. It's right? a joke because he hits you with uh, they'll be driving next week too. I don't know why but he can drink right. with his kids, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. As, as long a, as they're inside your house well, and you're no, in, you're at a restaurant in as a parent, you can order your kid a drink. We may okay. need to check those laws because when we were growing up, that was definitely the law. Like my dad would oh, order me law. beers. He would. Oh yeah. Yeah. At what age? Oh, uh, I was in high school, so 17, 18. You were 17, mm-hmm. and you would go to a restaurant. And your dad would order you a beer. Yeah. He said, "You want a beer?" And be like, "Yep." And he ordered me a beer. In Texas, at that time, in the 90s, mid-90s, you could do that. So you and Dad are drinking. What is Mom ordering? Mom not drinking. I mean, she's driving. But Okay, she's driving. You and Dad are drinking. Me and Dad are just drinking beer. And, and I wouldn't... He would let me have one or two beers max. Did, did any other parents look at you guys like, no. why is your son drinking? No. No, that was a thing. Everyone knew that was a thing. It was cool. Like, so awesome. And then we did, lived... Did the waitress, did they, a waiter or waitress look at you a little yeah, funny? Yeah, the first question, Lunchbox, did you ever go through this? Did your dad no, ever buy my, a beer? My, no, my dad never bought me okay, a beer. Okay, so the waitress or the waiter would always just go like, okay, well, I need an ID for you. He's like, no, he's my son. Oh, okay, that's your son. Perfect. No problem. Oh, dude, if I was, was a waiter or like waitress, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to go g- grab my manager real quick. I'll be right back. No, it was always like that, too. Like, oh, I need your ID, man. And then it was like, oh, that's, no, that's my son. He's cool. Okay, great. No problem. Yeah, my parents never would <laughs> buy me alcohol. They never bought me alcohol or anything. They th- The way my parents handled alcohol was they told us, I'm not going to tell you you can't drink because we're not going to be there to watch over you the whole time. But they said, if you do drink just don't get behind the wheel. And if you need a ride home, you can call us. That was it. Well, they, did they never tell you like how much to drink? Like, don't. No. Nope. That was it. They it, just said, if you need a ride home, you can call us. Just don't get behind the wheel. They never said, you cannot drink. You will be grounded if you drink. They just wanted us to be responsible because they said, look, you're going to be out with your friends and you're going to have to make that decision. We can't do it. We can't tell you, no, you can't do something because we're not going to be there. And so it's good parenting. They but they it's never they never said solid. here here's a six pack of beer go have fun with your friends. They never did that. My dad almost would do the whole like I'd rather you just hang out here and drink than go hang out with your friends and drink out where you know in would somebody they let you bring house. girls over and stuff? No. Well then oh, what fun well, is it drinking you, with your dad? Drink with your dad and play video games? We would have no we wouldn't play video games. We would just sit in the back and just talk. <laughs> what were you talking about, man? Life. 
just life, just stupid things. So when you, it really, my dad and I never really talked about anything until we had beers in our hands, and it'd be like, <laughs> and then it would just be like, "How's school? It's good." So when you went back to school, so when you went back to school on Monday, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, we were at Nicole's party. It was amazing. It was so cool." Two Kager, and he's like, "Well, I sat on the back porch and drank a beer with my dad." Is that, is that really what how I have bad memories of that? Like you just sparked a terrible uh, memory in my mind. In my high school years, I never went to parties because they didn't want me to go to parties. And huh. I would just, you know, sit at home or wherever we would be that weekend or whatever. And I knew Jenny was having an awesome party, but we couldn't go. Dude, I never could go to the awesome parties either. Really? It sucks, man. Really? Like, you couldn't? Nah. Dude, I tried every excuse in the book. I would get so close sometimes, and then my mom would be I, like, I don't understand. You know what? I don't like the idea. I know you're going to play board games. I mean, obviously, that was my pitch. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, listen, I know you guys are playing games, and I know you have no bad intentions, but... Till 3 a.m., good things are not going to happen till 3 a.m. I don't want you going. So, I, dude, I would come so close and then just not be able to go at the last second. And it, people would be like, there was no texting, but it was always like at school, hey, man, I think I can come. I'm almost there. I almost can come. Yeah. I almost can come. Boom. After the dance, Saturday night, push comes to shove. I'd be like, no, dude, my mom said I can't come. Man. Sorry, sorry, guys. And then Monday, of course, they're like, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. Well, what and happened like, to me? Hug. That is so what weird happened to that me you had was, parents that wouldn't let you go do things. I got Coach, stopped. I never went to to one high school party. I, all I did was hear about him on Monday morning. Oh, it was boy. terrible. And then they just stopped inviting me because they were like, <laughs> he's not coming anyway, so just don't invite him. Wow. I think what we learned is that me and Ray had re- very strict parents and you didn't. Yeah, my parents were chill. I mean, they were just they were they they did that kind of stuff in high school. They knew they knew what was going on, and they just dude, that is great parenting right there. Maybe my my dad didn't graduate high school, so maybe that has to do with it. You know, he always worked. Like he had to quit. He had to quit high school to take over the dad's shop and stuff like that. So maybe that's it. Maybe he didn't go through all that in high school, so he didn't understand it. But it sucked growing up, Dude, man. That hearing about parties on Monday morning, oh, that brings up some bad memories. It, do, it really does. Oh, you guys got drunk. That's everything? cool. That sounds awesome. Oh, the girls flashed the guys. Really? You oh. guys were at a pool. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, so there was nobody at the pl- at that parents' house. It was just a party. Yeah, it was yeah. a party. We you just- guys had how many beers? You guys stayed the night there? How'd you guys get beer? Oh, you did a beer run? Wow. That sounds fun. What'd you do, man? Uh, I don't know. You know. I watched Lilo and Stitch with my mom and dad. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. That's okay. Hey, dude. To each their own. Dude. Oh, we're not happy about it. It's just the way our parents. But did you, you did you come to school on Monday and have party stories from the weekend? Yes, I hate. Are you, you kidding dude? me? But see, then my parents would say you can go to South Padre for spring break, and I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> I went. Dude, they I, were strict for nine months, but then they're like, "Spring break, South Padre." I was have a fun. dog without a leash, like ah. just freaking everywhere. Like this is crazy. This is great party. So stupid. It made no sense. That does make no sense. That they I wouldn't love- let you go to a high school party, though, but they'd let you go to the most ridiculous spring break in the history of spring breaks. Yes. Yep. South Padre Island, yep. Texas. Yes. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Uh, let's move on and talk about We're talking NBA, LeBron. So you, you think he's joking. He I think really- he's joking just because of the driving joke at the end. Okay. Jimmy Butler from the Timberwolves. He's been all over the news. I yeah. am so... A bull is what I remember. I'm that. so confused because he comes out and he says he wants to be traded. He says, I am not going to play for the Timberwolves. Trade me. Get me out of here. Because he wants to win. Uh, yes. Yeah. He wants to win. Well, and they turned down his $100 million. They offered him $100 million over four years or something like that, and he turned it down. And he doesn't think the Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins are tough enough. Like That's why he wants to go somewhere. He wants to go somewhere else. 
So there was a trade in place with Miami. It falls through. Jimmy Butler's like, I don't care. You still have to trade me. I'm not coming back. Well, then he comes back to practice yesterday. Awkward. And Hey, Jimmy. Hey. <laughs> and he gets in a – like he screams at the coaching staff, the front office, and the other players. Like he told He's the GM, pissed. you blanking need me. You can't win without me. But I thought he doesn't want to be there. I'm so confused. Then – He's yelling at Andrew Wiggins and Towns. They ain't blank. They soft. And he can't do blank against me when he was guarding Carl Anthony Towns. And then he's... So my whole thing is, he did this all on purpose. This is all set up. Oh, keep talking. Because later that day, he has a sit-down interview with one of the girls from ESPN. Like, he already had it planned out, and he was just like, Rachel Nichols. Yeah, my emotions over... You know, I'm just... When I get out on the court, you know what I mean? I'm just... I'm all emotion at one time, and that's my love and my passion. And it all just came. And I'm like, he did this just so they would say, okay, we got to trade him. There was It wasn't just a heat of the moment thing. He planned it. The only reason he went back to practice. Because he had the Rachel Nichols interview you, set up. He already had it set up for an hour after practice. Dude, if that's like, true, you just went deep on this. Because nobody else saw this. He is, he is dressed. And it's already in a nice little place. Like it, it looks like it's in his house. Like the camera crew was already in town. Like he knew yeah. what he was doing. He went to that practice, and he was going to have this so he could have this interview. Because how is this interview out an hour after this explosion at practice? It's very interesting. No, that's a good point. I mean, and yeah. we know we know we're in media. We know interview crews and all that takes, that time. takes time and oh, planning. Right, and, and she just happened to be in Minnesota's <laughs> practice in, in his house and <laughs> ready for this interview. All emotion can't stop it. He wants to get traded. I get it. But if I'm Minnesota, now you're back at practice. Let's go. Let's keep practicing. This NBA starts pretty soon, right? Because they're getting pretty intense yeah, with the pregame getting, hey, preseason. We had LeBron and Lonzo last night I too. Saw that, preseason. Alley oop. No, I didn't watch. Oh, okay. I watch. I, I don't watch preseason, but they're the most exciting team in basketball. Cannot wait. I will be. I mean, I hate the Lakers, but I will be watching a lot of Lakers basketball. Dude, I might need to get the. What's that weird noise? I don't know. Somebody fell upstairs. Yeah, something went crashing down. Um, I need to get that ticket, though, so I can watch those Lakers games, because otherwise you're only going to get one a week, but yeah. you got to buy the whole season pass. Dude, watch them every two, four nights a week, man. I wanted to do that with the Warriors, and they got Durant, but then I decided not to. That's okay. Dude, If I wish I could stay up late. Dude, I would watch NBA from 6 until midnight. Every night. It would be I, so awesome. I love the NBA, and I love fantasy NBA. Fantasy is my favorite when it's NBA season. Football's fine. Baseball, I don't like it all. But basketball season, fantasy is amazing. Amazing. You learn the players so fast. Oh, yeah. Every team only has five players that you really need to know for the most part. And, you know, with NFL, it seems like there's more mm-hmm. and, and it's only once a week. And, dude, NBA, every night you're getting that. Every night. It's great. It's fun. You have something to look forward to. My like girlfriend would definitely break up with me, though. <laughs> oh, dude, probably dude, for sure. She would not watch NBA. I can't even get her usually to do a sports. I either get to pick Friday night or all day Saturday. So, of course, I go all day Saturday. But Friday, I got to sacrifice. I'm watching Lifetime. I'm missing out on MLB playoff you baseball. Gotta. Like, That's what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, NFL, cutthroat. I mean, you want to talk about being a professional athlete and just being uh, the Titans. Nick Williams, undrafted kid out of UConn, been in the league for like three years. He goes out. He has a chance to catch a game-winning touchdown against the Bills this weekend. He drops it. They did not cut him. Cut him. <laughs> wow. Gone. I told See you guys about that guy. Hey. He dropped a game-winning pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he. It was his first first time it passed to him. Boom. Dropped it. 
This he's already cut. Gone. See you later, Nick Williams. Dude, if Find he is still home. in Nashville, I need to reach out to this kid. Poor guy. I felt bad for talking bad about him. That really that paled in comparison to what actually happened. He got cut from the team. I feel terrible for that kid. So does that mean there just weren't any more spots left or anything? I mean, what? Because that seems really harsh. I haven't really seen him in too many games. Maybe in the position, they're like, hey, let's throw in the guy that's a little bit short receiver. He's a shorter guy. and That's quick, probably. And let's throw him in the game real quick. They were dude, probably on the fence about it. He huh? dropped a game-winning yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah, hello. What's up? Uh, just doing the podcast. You got any sports takes real quick? Hey, we This is Lunchbox's dad, okay. Steve. I told. Well, I told you that on the podcast two weeks ago. It was going to be the Astros versus the Brewers. Yeah, but you didn't say the Astros would beat the Brewers. No, actually, I did. Put your phone above the mic. Oh, did you? Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Now you talk into the mic. Okay. So, anything else you got? What do you think about this Jimmy? Uh, hey, did you see this Jimmy Butler thing? What did you think about Jimmy Butler going off in practice? I didn't really read the story, but I'm disappointed. How about the Spurs losing? Murray. Yeah, Deshante. Yeah. yeah, the starting point guard tore his ACL. I mean, not off to a good start. We lose Ginobili, Parker. We lose Kyle Anderson. We lose Murray. I mean, it's going to be a rough year. Lunchbox talking to his dad. I'm afraid the streak may be over. <laughs> you think they missed the playoffs? Uh, it's going to be tough because I think the Lakers will be better than uh, the Spurs. Than everyone's saying. I, I think the Lakers are going to be so much better than everybody's saying because when you have LeBron James. That makes it better. I mean, he makes everything better. Like, he, he makes yeah, every team competitive. Exactly. Well, and their defense is going to be a lot better because they're a lot younger and athletic than Cleveland was. So, he's not going to have to work as hard on the defensive end, I don't think. And you got Lonzo Ball, so I feel like he won't have to play the point guard, even though he likes to play. He, he doesn't like to let the ball out of his hands. That's the only problem. If he can let that go. Well, I'm not sure the ball is the answer, but. Maybe. But they also have Rajon Rondo. I, everybody's sleeping on Rondo. Yeah, that's who I would say is the, the key is Rondo. But I think he wants to prove something every year because so, everyone talks bad about him. Yeah, but if and if and but if I'm an NBA coach and I play the Lakers, I just back off Rajon Rondo and let Rajon Rondo shoot the ball because he cannot shoot. Yeah. But they do that in the playoffs. In the regular season, you don't really – Game plan that hard, but yes, in the playoffs. But yes, I think the Lakers are going to be better than everybody says. But anything else you got to say? You want me to just call you back or are you you good? What were you calling about? Just say hello. Uh, just to, I wanted to see how Eddie was. Yeah, hey, hey, there he is. I'm doing good, man. I'm glad you're back on the we podcast. About Eddie and Ray. Yeah. Question Who are you taking tonight? Are you taking the. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I have to correct something. Oh, come on. He, okay, go ahead. A couple of days ago, he said, my wife and I went to the strip club every Friday. It <laughs> <laughs> was not true. I was a carpenter, and we, our crew went every Friday. Now, my wife has gone a couple of times. <laughs> yeah! One time, we went out with two couples. <laughs> It was a great story. Okay. We are 35-year-old couples. Everyone's about 35 that age. We go to a strip club. We leave, and we said, okay, we drove by an adult bookstore. I've never been in one in my life. Dang. One of the dads is over behind the counter calling home to tell his parents who are babysitting his kids that 
was Oh man! <laughs> so it wasn't every Friday, is what you're saying? What? So it wasn't every Friday, is what you're saying? My wife did not go. We did. We would go and play pool. Now, At the strip club. The okay. Show, All right. The strip bars weren't what you probably picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a strip bar with a pool table. I'm gonna say the clientele was not very good there. The working ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we would do and go and shoot pool and sort of, you know. Do you know do you remember the name of the do you remember the name of the place? Charlie Halls, I believe it was. Charlie Halls. Was it in Wichita or or was it in Topeka? No, in Topeka. That's what I meant, Topeka. Charlie Halls. If anybody's been there in Topeka, <laughs> maybe it's still around. Who knows? If anybody went and used to shoot maybe, pool. I don't know. It's been a long time since it's been a long time. So. Yeah. Well we got a lot of listeners in Topeka, so Well, that's where I was born. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we lived in Topeka, but my parents had a doctor in Emporia, so they drove there, and I was delivered there, and then we came back home in Topeka. There we go. So, all right. Well, I'll call you. We're going to get back to the sports show. I interrupted. I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't but, remember but either. It, it was good to hear from you. I was you. like, why is Lunchbox? I'm sure it wasn't as important as that. No, no definitely not. not even close. <laughs> all right, bye. I was like, why is Lunchbox picking up his phone in the middle? I was like, all right, that's a good pickup. Yeah, all good right. Good pickup. I always love talking to your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of lost my... Uh... Oh, we were talking about Nick Williams getting cut. Oh, the... yeah, 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 yeah. Cutthroat. I mean, that's just... I mean, that, that's You pretty... have your one chance. You have one chance, and you miss it, and you're... Boom, that's how... But he had to. Have, they had to have been on the fence with him or something. Like, there was something well, no up, crap. right? crap. He didn't really play all season. Yeah. Right. Well, he's, a fri- he, he's a fringe player, and you make yeah. a big mistake like that. Exactly. Sorry, no you're out. We don't yeah. have time for that. Yeah. Like, see you later. God, that sucks. I mean, it sucks for him, but whoever... Just think of it this way. He gets cut, someone else gets an opportunity. That's great. The circle of life. The circle of life. Don't sing, don't sing. People don't like singing random stuff on the show. No, you do that, and everybody's like, I don't know what he's talking about. That's what I would normally do. Circle of life. What's our next topic? I was trying to find Nick Williams on Twitter to see if we could send him a, like, a, hey, dude, we're we starting. Should. Yeah, try to find it, and we'll send him one from the Sword Losers Poor show dude. on Twitter. He needs a pick-me-up. Yeah. Uh this weekend, Mitchell Trubisky. Hey, as soon as you started talking to your dad, we lost Ray. No, I was into it, but he's we couldn't like he's talk. Asleep. We couldn't talk to his dad. My bad. I no, talked no, no. to him. No, no, I no. talked to his dad perfectly. No, 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 no. It's just I wish he would have called in on the phone line, then we could have actually talked to him. I get it. We can plan those a little better, but I like the spontane- spontaneity. Of yeah, my that. bad. Fine. You're right. I think we kind of lost Ray. No, no, no. You didn't lose me. You did. It was you, fine. You, your eyes were closed just a second ago. I'm like, Ray, wake up. Just because I'm right now, I'm like my thirteenth hour, coach. <laughs> I get it. Do you guys believe in superstitions? Like, yeah. do you have superstitions before oh, yeah. a game? Do you do the same thing, dude? Yeah, I have... Well, yeah, yeah. I have to say yes. Okay, like, what are your superstitions? Like, what do you do? Like, what is something? When I watch the Cowboys game, I have to have my Cowboys T-shirt on. Like any 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 Cowboy, I have like three T-shirts and a jersey. I have to wear either one of those four things. Okay, like when I watch Kansas basketball, I wear the same shirt for every game until they lose. I don't wash it in between games if they win. Oh, wow. 
And then once they win, I switched shirts. Or once they lose, I switched shirts. When you started dating your, or when you got married to your wife, because you all didn't live together until you got married. Right. Did you have to tell her, like, here are the rules. You don't wash this shirt. You don't touch it. No, she doesn't do my laundry. You do your own laundry? Yeah. Do you do her laundry? No. Oh, you guys just do each other's yeah. laundry. That's weird. Your own laundry. We don't do each other's. Right. <laughs> right. Your own laundry. Yeah, we don't right. touch it. But yeah, so I have those. And like in high school, cross country, stupidest thing ever. The night before a race, at midnight, I would always go to Wendy's drive-thru and get a five-piece nugget and a water. That was my routine. You still do that? No, no, no. Just before my cross-country meets, and probably the worst thing, you probably eat some nasty, you know, processed food from Wendy's. It's not good. Probably not good for your cross-country meet, but Mm-mm. I was 16 years old, and I thought that was the key to me being a fast runner. Well, you were winning, though, right? I was doing pretty darn so well. So it worked. That's funny. What about you, Ray? My superstition was with betting. If uh, if a game's not going good, I turn it off for an hour. Minimum hour, turn it back on in an hour. And it usually switches. Hey, I think that too. Like Sometimes <laughs> I'll walk away and the team starts doing good. I'm like, maybe I just shouldn't oh, watch. Dude, are you kidding me? I'll watch a first quarter and if it's terrible, bet-wise, if it's terrible, I'll turn it off, turn it on in the third. It'll yeah. be fine. It'll it'll come back around in the third. If I'm in one seat <laughs> and they're doing bad, I move to a different like I, I move to the recliner or I move to the couch. I move I mean or I move to the upstairs bedroom. Like I, I switch spots to switch the flow of the game. And if my team like if Kansas is playing basketball, I will not go to the bathroom or drink water until a timeout because they don't drink water until a timeout. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's intense. Oh, and I usually I usually don't cheer until the very final play, pitch, whatever, shot of the game. I don't. I don't cheer. I may remain pretty, especially in the NFL now with all these penalties after the fact. You can't cheer after a huge pass completion because next thing you know, there was some late hit penalty and it's going to get called back. So my really my main thing is, especially with betting, I don't cheer at all until the end of the game. And then of course I'm going nuts. I'm shooting off fireworks, tapping a keg, uh, shotgun and a beer. You know, just yelling, running up and down the hallway at my apartment. But no cheering until the game's over, for the most part. Interesting. Unless your team's up 40, then, of course, I got swag. I'm balling out. I'm calling my buddy, South Beach. I'm like, we won the bet, baby. We won it. I'm calling, like, in the third quarter. He's like, yeah, I know. We're ahead by so much, we can jinx it because they're killing them. Last year, I would tweet before every game, like, go Cowboys, go Preds, whatever, and I would put some gif. I was wondering why you don't do those anymore. I stopped doing that this year because it just didn't work last year. (laughs) Preds didn't win the Stanley Cup. Cowboys didn't do anything last year. I'm like, I'm just done. I'm done doing that. Every year I would do it and be like, I just got to stop. It's stupid. And it's annoying for my followers. And it was such a dad move. I was like, man, when I'm a dad, I'm going to send out a tweet to my team to encourage them. You act like it's some insult, like calling me a dad. I'm a dad. No, because I I see stuff as a single guy. I'm a dad. I'm a free spirit. So I'm just uh, not, not a no, free Eddie's spirit. No, Eddie's a free spirit. I, know. That I didn't mean to say that way of a free spirit. I meant to say, like, I, I'm pretty free. I can do whatever I want. You're tied down a little bit with kids and I'm family t- life and mortgage bit. and all that. I'm not really tied down with mortgage and stuff like that and kids. So, like, to see you do something like that, I'm like, that's definitely a guy with kids at his house. He lives in suburban America. He's sending out that tweet to his team. Let's go, boys. Woo! And then the little gif of the team. No, I, I, I it's don't okay. see it as a dad thing. I don't see that as a dad thing. I see that as a fan thing. Okay. I, I don't see that as a dad thing at all. I don't ever send. I'll only tweet after Kansas wins a basketball Correct. game. Um, that's I kind of those. a dad thing, and now you're a dad. <laughs> but he was doing that before he was Dude, a dad. Yes, I lunch would... after the end of a game, if it was a major game, he congratulates both teams. No, no, no. 
If, if it's a if a championship <laughs> yes, at the end of a, a series or a championship. to the other team. They played hard. <laughs> I love that. He does act like it's a post-game interview. And it's just I knew. Tweet. I say good season to them. <laughs> Hang your head high. It didn't end the way you wanted to, but you'll get them next year, and then I congratulate the champion. And the reason I bring up superstitions <laughs> is because Mitchell Trubisky came out and said he will be wearing the compression sleeve on his throwing arm this weekend in Miami. He wore it last time against Tampa Bay because he had a cut on his arm and it got open midweek, and so he just put that compression sleeve on. He threw for six touchdowns, and he said his teammates will not let him take it off for this weekend's game in Miami. That's pretty cool. So, just so you know, he will be wearing that compression sleeve all because he wants the good luck to continue. Good I like research, that. Dude. I like that. That's cool. Like, That's like if you got a cut one time and you wear a Band-Aid, and then you're just like, I won when I wore that Band-Aid. So every time you just wear a Band-Aid, yeah. there's no cut. I love that. But he's doing it, though, It's because it's what? You probably don't want to wear the sleeve in Miami because it's hotter out. And he's like, I'm still going to just wear that well, he hot just, sleeve. He, he, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it because the cut's healed now because it's been two weeks because okay. they Did had a bye week. Did you not hear my Band-Aid analogy? No, I get it. But I was just trying to say it's more than a Band-Aid because it's probably maybe hindering him a little bit. But he's still going to. But gonna, he threw but my the point ball is, well with The Band-Aid it. doesn't hinder you, but he's still wearing a thing that might hinder him a little bit because he's that superstitious. I guess that would kind of get in the way, but maybe he thought that it helped him. <laughs> that it, it, it didn't, but it's our minds play, uh, screwing with us. It's between the ears. Yeah. Hmm. You especially with playing golf, you can't let between the ears get to you. Well, that's what loses golf. That's, that's what a, loses I, golf. That's what screws me. I get mad one hole and it's over. You in golf, it's just one bad shot. What you does keep brother going. want? Lunchbox oh. is he going to do a cheese minute? Oh yeah, he is going to do a cheese oh, minute. Okay. But hold, I forgot. Hold on, Gosh. I want to talk about lunch's Wait, golf I, game real quick. No, we're not talking about my golf game real quick because I want to. Okay, go ahead. Well, I just want to explain. Just piggyback on what you were saying. Lunchbox has a hard time forgetting a bad hole. Absolutely. If he has a bad hole, he carries it on to the next one. Then he has two bad holes. So you're saying he wouldn't be good on the PGA Tour because he remembers and gets mad and pouts. Even if he was a better golfer than he really is, he probably wouldn't be able to play on the PGA because his between the ears, he's no good. Because the PGA guys, they just know how to put stuff behind him. <laughs> Forget it. It was a bad hole. Let's just make it up. Let's hit a birdie here. So you're saying if lunch has one bad hole, it screws up it, his... It dominoes into four bad holes, and then he has a good hole somewhere in there, and he's like, all right, he's back until that next bad hole... Then his round's over. It happens. And I, I, I was mentioning Kansas basketball yeah. and how I'm a huge fan. And if I if I didn't address this, the, this corruption case that's going on, I don't know if you guys follow it at all. Nope. Okay. But if you're going to talk about your team, like doing something bad, props to you. That's good journalism right there. Yeah. Uh, man, the trial. This Adidas AAU oh. coach and consultant, TJ. The Ga- Adidas trial again? Gasnola said he provided payments to players of Billy Preston, KU, Sylvia De Sosa, KU, uh, Brown Bowen, University of Louisville, Dennis Smith, NC State, and DeAndre Ayton, Ayton, Arizona. He said that for Brian Bowen, he put $7,000 inside of a magazine and mailed it to the family. How do you stick seven grand in a magazine? It's got to be a check, right? Not cash? No cash. How do you? Because you can't trade. You can't have it traced. So you just every sleeve has a hundred dollar bill in it. I I don't. That's just what every he said. Every page. <laughs> like you wouldn't be able to tell that. That's crazy. On war. Uh, Big fat magazine. <laughs> oh man, he. Hey it, coach, it, hey, coach, what's going on with this this uh, lawsuit? Like, give me so, a background on that. So they the the FBI got involved and they started doing wiretaps and they busted these people. Offering bribes and and get paying players, so they got Adidas. Well, two 
Adidas people and some assistant coaches. Oh, okay. Like they they were called on the phone talking about it and all this. And he is just like the trial's going on. I'm just reading Dan Wetzel on Twitter. He is into college basketball and he's tweeting all about it. And he is just talking about how uh, Sylvia De Sosa was paid $60,000 by a University of Maryland booster and needed to pay it back in order to go to Kansas. And then Gasnola offered $20,000 to help, but he said he never paid it. He did pay $2,500 on a separate issue. He said he paid the mother of Billy Preston, who ended up going to Kansas, $89,000 over the course of nearly one year, including $30,000 cash in a New York City hotel room and $20,000 in a Vegas hotel room. But here's the best part about this. He says he was adamant no one on the Kansas coaching staff knew about payments, although he regularly talks to recruits with Bill Self and staff. Do you believe it? I do believe it. I, I, I think he's on trial, so he, he's admitting all this, so why wouldn't he sell out the coaches? Like, he's under oath. I mean, the school has power. All individual players don't. That would be the only reason I would think that he would do that. I mean, you don't want to burn burn the bridge completely. Yeah. KU discovered the wire transfers from Gasnola to Preston's mother, but they tried to act like they were in a relationship. like that, So they were dating and so that the payments were okay. That makes it okay. That's what the mom and the guy. So all these, I mean, he and he said he paid a family friend of DeAndre Ayton $15,000 to start a relationship between Ayton and Adidas. Like, this They're is just so. throwing people under the bus left and right. Like, I mean, thing, they huh? are just selling people out. But I I, I just think it's it, it's a ba- it's going to be a black eye for college basketball. This is Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. Like, I, I, already I don't know. Adidas. I don't even want to wear mine now. <laughs> but I, they all, I think they all it's do it. Wearing shoes, who cares? They just got busted. But yes, I talk about Kansas basketball. <laughs> You're so stupid. But coach, who's in trouble here? Are those individual people aren't right? No, they are. Oh, the players probably can never play goodness. college basketball, right? Well, exactly. The, the, the well, a lot of them are out of college already. Like Aiton was the number one pick this year. Preston, but the never, other guys have to play overseas. Yeah, Preston and, never played at Kansas because they started looking into it and they never got a ruling. So he went overseas and now he's he was he was on the summer league with the Cavs. I don't know if he made the roster or not coming into the regular season, but they are charged with defrauding these universities. But if it comes out these coaches knew, which he's saying that some of the coaches knew, but he's saying Bill Self and their staff absolutely did not know. They did this without their knowing and behind their backs. So that can be huge because. If the coaches didn't know, then there's nothing you can. I don't think you can do anything to the school. Like how how can you know if some random dude on the street is handing a kid seven thousand dollars? Like how do you know that? You don't. I just feel like it would be a big deal if you did throw the school under the bus. It could hurt college sports. It could hurt that program. KU's a freaking dominant program in college basketball. You could really hurt them. You can. I feel like that's that would be a reason why they would withhold information on that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Individual players, whatever they in trouble, they'll get over it. Taking on a school, it's All a right. whole Do different we want deal. Yeah, let's hey, bring in iHeart Pitts. Get in here. We need to talk Chiefs. I mean, we really need we. The Giants are playing the Eagles tonight. I, I don't really. Have I love a, it. I love that this is. I mean, both they both suck. There's no chance the Giants are going to win. Brother, maybe get on Amy's mic so you're looking this way. I need you no, there on is. that mic. I get up there, brother. Get on Amy's. Sit oh, over there. Oh, coach, am I be, am I representing the whole the rest of the world right now saying that the Eagles will win? 
No. Oh. All right. Everybody the Eagles are favored by like seven points. That's what I mean. When you were saying when you do bets, you're like, take don't take what the rest of the world's doing. Bet so the opposite. Yeah, the rest of the world, everybody's saying Eagles. thinking the Eagles will kill the Giants. If you're going to yes. go the opposite strategy, Giants That's what I'm over saying. Eagles. I'm trying to learn Brother, from you Brother, welcome. I got 23-20 New York. Is that, is that, is that, that was my guess. For That's me. your guess? Why do you like New York Who tonight? Who picks an exact just score? Team, I think. You just like the home team. Yeah, we do. Just some buddies at a poker game. We all throw in a couple dollars. And pick to pick the exact score? I like it. No, it's yeah, fun. It's hey, the dumbest just... betting I've ever heard of. All right, I'm going 7-3. Okay, I don't know, 23-20. Okay, like... so you are a big Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs fan. Yeah. I got 3 Rock John Jayhawk, by the way, I heard you. Another 47-29. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not. it's not good news. They're players. No. Okay, so talk to me about the Chiefs going Preston to— Preston never stepped on the court, by the way. Well, he probably stepped on it, but yeah. he didn't in a regular season game. As a uh, fan. Let's talk about the Chiefs going to play the Patriots this weekend. How are you feeling as a Chiefs fan? Talk to us. Well, I mean, I'm excited. I don't have any reason not to be excited. You know what I'm saying? I, I, last last week was, I have to say, somewhat of a relief as a fan to watch Mahomes struggle, I guess, if you want to call it. I mean, it was it was a good game to for him to struggle, to see what he could face, to see that he wasn't invincible, then some of his balls could be picked off. You know, one was due to the weather. I think his first pick was weather-related because it went over Tyreek's head. Um but he got a couple interceptions. We won the game, so enough of last week. Do I feel excited? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do feel excited, and I, and I think that's like I said because he's faced plenty of adversity. You know, the Denver on the road was a tough game. We talked about that last we time. We know Going you into went to New the England, game. We know. Okay. Going to New England, I don't think it was just like week two when we walked into Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't think you can not believe in yourself and think you're going to get a win. But I, it's not a place that you're going to go in and get a win very often. We've gotten them two out of three times. You know, in New England. So I'm expecting a – it's prime time. It's Bill Belichick. It's in New England. No, I would not be surprised to wake up on Monday morning 5-1. and one. But I, I'm, I'm excited about the Chiefs. I think – And I think, we'll be right back on Kansas City Chiefs radio. <laughs> Do you think Patrick Mahomes will be, honest. In, will be intimidated playing on the same field as the greatest of all time, Tom Brady? Do you think that's tough for a second – I mean, first-year starter, really? He didn't get For somebody that grew up throwing baseballs with Derek Jeter because of who his dad was in the major leagues, I don't think he's going to be starstruck yeah, by, by somebody. Great I mean, point. He doesn't Tom, give a crap. Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady is Brady the Brady or Prady? Either one. Uh, he... I don't. I wouldn't say he's not going to have some intimidation. I, I think it would be silly not to. It'd be the same way if you got to meet him. He I think you know we're not starstruck people, but it'd be neat brother, to meet Tom Brady. Brother, or are, are you intimidated by another man? <laughs> intimidated? Like, are you intimidated by another man? Another man? No. But I rest I, my case. No, he's not intimidated. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see fear in him. I really. I really don't. So I mean, I, I'm just being honest. It what is Tom you, Brady, Lynch? so I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little intimidated. I mean, I think that's understandable. But no, I don't. I don't see fear in the kid, and I think that's what's so exciting. What about you, Lunchbox? I think yes. I think anytime you have your first start against the greatest of some sport at a certain position, that you have to be a little bit like, oh my gosh, like I am playing the greatest of all time. And I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and I think that is a lot of. I mean, oh my gosh, yes, he grew up around professional athletes. But he was hanging out with them. He was like, oh, they're being friendly to me. Tom Brady's there to kick his ass. Do you and- think he can use that? <laughs> You're right, though. But do you do you think you can turn uh, the fear or the intimidation? Does it have to be a negative? My point is, can it, can it, can it not excel his abilities? Like, Can he not be... For happy, sure. you know, excited oh, about wow. it. Brother, you know? I didn't know that we were going to get all psychological, brother. No, but, but I'm no, saying he, you're he looking can't. at it as a negative, like, no. you know, being in, not you, but being intimidated by Tom Brady. Could could it be something to catapult him into greater things? Like, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm, I am playing the greatest. Let me see no, if I can I, be can, my greatest. But also, I, I worry about him thinking, okay, 
I need to make a big play to outshine Tom Brady, to show Tom Brady I'm for real. Eddie, I don't think Andy Reid will let him do that. Eddie? I think it's weird that you guys say stuff like they're going head-to-head, like Brady's there to kick his ass. They don't even play each other technically. That's like, a great point. They're both playing Coach, offense against different defenses. That is a great like, point. Why would you get intimidated by someone that's not even on the field at the same time as okay, you? Okay, let's reverse clap. That's not a great point. It makes no sense. The quarterback is the leader of the football team. They don't have to step on the field and fight each other. Tom Brady is in control. Bill Belichick's a coach, buddy, but as soon as they – Bill Belichick, he ain't got cleats on, bro. He's got a sweatshirt with the, with the sleeves well, sure, cut off. Belichick's you playing You have one person Mahomes in control of the football directly. team. Pat Mahomes has that responsibility Get on the, the microphone. Chiefs. Call him Patrick. Hey, get on the whoa, microphone. Whoa, whoa, brother, get away from me. Don't kick my ass, bro. No, stop. <laughs> get by the I'm, microphone. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, brother, I'll kick your ass, they, do, they, they don't. They don't, they don't go out there and they're not going to touch each other on the field because they're both offenses, but they control the field. They control their – Pat Mahomes is in charge of the Chiefs. And Tom Brady's in charge of the Patriots. How is so Mahomes in charge of the Chiefs when the defense is on the field? How, how, how does that work? He's not in charge of the field when the defense is Well, on. you're saying he's in charge of the whole team. He's, he's in charge 50% of the time. He's in charge of, of what time. he does, which he's is in, run that offense. He's in charge of the offensive production of a football team, which nobody aside from a football junkie is turning on the, new, the TV at night to watch a defensive football game. We all know points. They want to see points. They want to see high flying. They want to see the ball run. They want to see it throw. They want to Quarterbacks control the football game. Yes, defense is not is offense, but let's just be real. Lunchbox and me are right. So okay. thank you. That point got put to no, me. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying, Eddie. Like I, I, yeah. I, I get I get your point. I, I just think it's sort of Brother, calm down. <laughs> brother, 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 get away from me. Don't kick my ass, brother. I, I just think it, it's a big <laughs> Well, because you, it all starts with the whole, like, is he intimidated by Tom Brady? He doesn't really even face him. I know the teams face each other. Right. I mean, the guy but, faced but, but whenever, the Roethlisberger. And fa- he, whenever he's, he's whenever Tom Brady player. would face Peyton Manning, that's all they would talk about is they're facing off against each other. Sure. That's the marketing side of it, yeah. that's That was what I was saying. But marketing. that's what I'm saying is they are... That's what they're they're going to compare. Like after the game, it's not going to be like it's going to be like what did Tom Brady do? What did Patrick Mahomes do? They're going to compare yeah. their games. So there really are because Patrick Mahomes is going to want to go out there and impress. So he wants to have three touchdowns. If Tom Brady has three touchdowns, oh, I better get a third touchdown. Maybe he forces a throw that gets picked really, off because you really see him that way though. And I'm just asking, do you see him as that kind of person that wants to get on every, the mic, brother? Get on the mic, brother. I just I hope he's not as a every. I mean, it's just that's what I'm saying. I don't know if he is, but. That's what I worry about when it's the first time facing the greatest of all time. He wants to have the, he watch Monday Morning Sports Center. Hold he on. wants to be like, is that game tonight? No. Why the Sunday. hell are we talking about it, dude? I thought the game was about to happen in a little bit. We're we're like, talk, I gotta go watch. We just no, talk right. Giants Eagles. That's what we're no. Here, here, you want to talk Giants Eagles? Oh, it's not very exciting. What do you want to talk about? Is Eli Manning dead yet? I don't know, whoa, but he whoa. looks like it back there. He's alive. He's he, healthy. Saquon's good. I saw Saquon make some crazy catch last week. Okay, he made one crazy Odell catch. Beckham threw the ball to him. Yes, he That was cool. That was cool. I love Saquon. Can I love get, Saquon Can we and get back ODB? to the Chiefs? <laughs> oh, no, my goodness. You, I understand. We'll be right back on Chiefs Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your prediction for the score, brother? Because I don't know. I, I just didn't know. said. Brother, 26 to 24, 42, brother. What's the spread? I don't even know what the spread is. I mean, they it's probably three. Every game in the NFL, well, seven or three and a half. New England minus three and a half. Thank you. I heard you guys talking sports, so if – before I came in, and, I'm, and I don't bet it, but if it's a what is tonight it was a two point spread, so if it's if it's that, it might as well be an even matchup, right? I mean, that's pretty much because you, you get three points for being home field, right? right. So there you home, go. So it's pretty much that's. So that's what, what do you think? Are, who's going to win? I guess twenty three twenty New York. 
I, I picked the home team. No, we're doing Chiefs. We're doing the Chiefs game. I thought he was. I don't know what the spread is. Don't listen to Ray. Three and a half. The the Patriots are favored by three. Even they're just getting home field advantage. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win. I'm a Chiefs fan. You gonna get me on here and pick the Patriots? I'm not picking the Patriots. I'm not picking the opponent ever. I believe. Well, actually, you're wrong. You're wrong. Winners win. Hold on, hold on. I believe you're you're wrong. All right, I'll give you a score. No, no, no. You're wrong. Forty-seven, twenty-one. You're wrong when you say you would never pick against the Chiefs because at the beginning of the season you go, man, we got to go to San Diego and we're and, 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 stop, stop. You're going to say stuff that ain't true. No, it's That's true. That's what he does. No, I say facts. He said at the beginning of the season he goes, well, we go to San Diego and then our second game's at Pittsburgh, so it looks like we're going to be zero two to start the I season. I said we have a legitimate opportunity, for lack of a better word, to be zero two. I mean, you have to be realistic. <laughs> You, I mean, you don't. Go but he with, never picks against the Chiefs, guys. <laughs> he never picks against the Chiefs. Just so you hear that, I'm all not brother, going hey, to pick against my team. No, hey, do, you, do you pick? Yes, I pick against the Bears all the time. Yeah, well, well, you he, shouldn't. He has to. Good. No, 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 good. He, no, no, no. What he are they? Three to. and two now. Three and one. Four and one. Three four. and one. But that doesn't mean you pick them every time. You got it. You can't be blinded. Right, but you're talking pick. I don't pick no. with money. I pick with my love and my heart. No, no. I I'm going for my I want. I want them to win, but I. They're not realistically going to win every game. So I know that. So I have to look at it objectively. Eddie can't do that with the Cowboys. Leave me out of this. That's not true. Eddie can't do it with the Cowboys. I look at it objectively, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to pick the other team. I'm still going to. I mean, I can have. I can have a rational. Mind, but Brother, I'm still leave me to, out of this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm still going to pick. What in the world? Now I got to put an E in now front of this. Now we got to put an explicit now in front of this. Now I got to put an explicit in front of this. What are you doing? We've been doing this for a while now. Okay. You know not to Thank curse. Thank you, Chiefs man, for coming in. Right. Ray, we're going to go to I never picked a score. Do I get to pick a score? Brother, you already said 47-29. I never picked. You said 47 What's the score? I'm going to say... Today, ah, it's tough, man. No, it's not. No, yes, brother, it carry is. the two. I'm gonna say, okay, I'm gonna say 31, 31, 27 Chiefs. Okay, thank you, Ray. You, get him you, out of here. Why does he look? Why do you always look at me like that? We're Who, gonna lo- we're yeah. gonna end this. We we kind of got off to, the rails. This went off the rails. The numbers. I'm gonna, Ray, do you need? Do you have your lock for tonight? No, no lock. No. You have right. no, you have no lock for the game. Giants, no lock. You Giants, Eagles. You don't have to do a lock. I don't have I just, to do a lock that's every what I day. Just said. I just okay. We're out of here. It's it's gone off the rails. I don't know what happened. We were flowing great, and then I don't know. We lo- we lost Ray when we took. We've the phone lost call. Ray about three times during this podcast. Yeah. But he, right. now he's on the phone. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother. Thanks for joining us. Thank brother. you, brother. Goodbye, brother, guys. When you have Los Angeles calling, you answer. Who Excuse was it, me. Big Brother? I don't know. I told him I'll call him back. What? Take the call no, on the Sword air. Loser Show on Twitter. Uh, I don't know who's going to uh, It's kind of a boring game tonight. It so is. It's such a boring game. I don't want to tie my lock to that game. I don't yeah. even want to be associated with it. I will watch in the morning the highlights, and I will. that's all I will watch. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh.